This is Random Randy Savage from Cold 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 326 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagans. I'm thinking I'm back. What's going on, everybody? Good to have you back, Mark Ellis. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment this week. So we went to the bench and we called in straight from the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. From the Gorilla Brain Podcast, Mr. 8-Bit Ray. The podcaster with the golden voice, that would be me. Filling in for Aubrey, I'm sure that I can duplicate her hate for this movie, so oh, I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> it's great to have you here, Ray. Thanks for stopping in with us. You, the listener, are listening to So Is Her Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news, including a new trailer for the movie Songbird, all about COVID lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to jump into a review of The Craft, colon, Legacy. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Mark Ellis, we missed you last week. How did it feel to take a week off? It was very nice. It was very nice. I did enjoy not having to to deal with the editing or any of that stuff. Um, so I definitely want to give a shout out to Adam Wallyhawk for coming through and uh, recording. And a shout out to Aubrey for editing. And a shout out to you, Joey, for finding news topics and asking the questions and uh, hosting the show. Uh, but now I'm back, so now I get to do all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis, hashtag one week off. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you back. I missed you. Um, yeah, I, I always think about, oh, I'll take a week off. I'll take a week off. I'll take a week off. And then I look at the movies. And I'm like, I don't want to take a week off. I want to watch these movies. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with myself without the grind of like, watch the movie, right? Record the podcast or watch the movie, record the podcast. So uh, um, it's all good in the hood. It's glad We're glad to have you back. But now, Ray, how the hell are you, man? It's great to have you on the show finally. Tell us all about you and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. Well, the Gorilla Brain Podcast this season, uh, the theme would be uh, watch-alongs, and I've been doing a lot of watch-alongs. Um, currently, I've been on hiatus. I've been doing a lot of personal things, and uh, uh, starting the, uh, I started a Twitch channel. You know, there's that. There's Gorilla Brain Gaming. You know, um, I know Cult45 just started their Twitch channel around the same time. Ironic or a ripoff. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, just doing a lot of things in the life, and um, you know I'm gonna be back in the grind very, very, very soon. And uh, yeah, just uh, holding out the pandemic. And uh, I know I, you know you guys have brought up the past episodes that you don't like to go to the theaters. You went to see Tenet. I went and saw Labyrinth, and I felt secure in the theaters. I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I know you guys, you know, you're very uh, hesitant on going these days. How was Labyrinth on a big screen, dude? amazing yeah amazing jim henson anything is always amazing 
No, do you already have hey, that on his giant schlong? Dude, no, no, <laughs> seriously. I, you know, I, I told my wife, dude, I was, I looked at her and I said, you know, I have to watch this on my 70 inch on, you know, on Blu ray and whatnot. And then I'm like, okay, so this is a huge, what, 100 by what, 25 screen, something shit like that. So I, I know that David Bowie's bong, his dong, is just going to be swanging, <laughs> swanging in the wind when this movie's going on. And I'm going to be hypnotized by it like I always am. And uh, yeah, it lived up to expectations, and uh, yeah, it, it was amazing to see in theaters. It's uh, I, I love going to see old movies on theaters, and uh, especially the original reels. I'm really big on that. So I got to see uh, Labyrinth on its original reel. So one more down off the list. So yeah, everything's good. I mean, I did that like twenty something years ago. What is it? Thirty years ago now? Yeah, <laughs> when I was a kid. So I already did that. I like to go see older movies too, uh, Ray, but. Uh, I gotta tell you, not not during COVID, not get a did, chance for COVID. Did you ever make it to Empire for the no. anniversary? Oh. No, no. I've been spending too much money on Amazon on uh, action figures and comic books to uh, <laughs> have extra money for the uh, movies. So, gotcha. And Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? Uh, I'm fine. I don't have anything exciting to report. I've just been uh. Hanging out for Halloween. We didn't go out as a family. We didn't uh, go trick-or-treating. So we did a stay-at-home. We got pizza and wings. And we, my wife bought a gigantic ton of candy. <laughs> what, and we what watched. Kind? It, um, a, that's important. Uh, lots of different ones like uh, Three Musketeers, Snickers, mm-hmm. Kit Kat, Reese's mm-hmm. Pieces, uh, Reese's mm-hmm. uh, Peanut Butter Cups. And she just dumped them out on the table after we had finished the pizza. Um, and we just watched movies. <laughs> we watched... Uh, Halloween Town is a uh, Disney Channel original movie that my uh, daughter used to love when she was a kid, um, starring my mother, Debbie Reynolds. And uh, it's just as terrible as I remember it from when Janine was a kid. And uh, we also watched, I made the family watch Beetlejuice because neither of the kids had seen that yet. So, oh, yeah, nice. very cool. Nice. Then I watched Craft Legacy after that. So, <laughs> we'll get to that later on. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more SoWizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find some new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. You'll find some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Ollyhawk. Uh, we have our merchandise there. We have a new store, our T Public store, where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, masks, coffee mugs, all types of cool things with the Soul Wizard logos on it. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the big A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. We have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Uh, Shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network, especially 8-Bit Ray from Gorilla Brain Podcast that's with us today. Back to you, Joey. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. 
your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Markels, we've got news. You've got it. Drop it like it's hot. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, we had a couple of trailers drop. Uh, some movies that will be coming out, one at the end of this year, and a- another one that's uh, indetermined for next year. Uh, but let's start with the uh, the most current one. It's a horror movie. It's called Smiley Face Killers, uh, starring... <laughs> Our favorite, uh, George McFly, uh, Crispin Glover. Uh, this one is a, somewhat based on true, uh, it looks like it's based on a true story uh, about a serial killer uh, killing guys, like college guys, it looks like. Uh, I don't know. The trailer didn't really look that amazing to me. You could, If Crispin Glover's name didn't pop up, you probably wouldn't even have seen that he was in it. It looked just like a regular run-of-the-mill horror movie to me, but it's something new, and it is coming out before the end of the year. So uh, what did you guys think of uh, Smiley Face Killers? Let's start with our guest, 8-Bit Ray. Nothing original. Uh, they've been doing this uh, based on a true story shit since Texas Chainsaw, and, and it's based very, very loosely. Like They'll take one little fact and twist it into a whole movie. Of just awfulness. Joyride was another one like that, where they took one little speck of information and made it into an entire movie. Um, Texas Chainsaw, again, is, is based loosely on Ed Gein and his murders and things like that. Uh, Psycho is the same way. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it didn't appeal to me whatsoever. It just looked like another run-of-the-mill horror movie that they're just going to spit out. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it should be. It, it, it does not look like it should be going to theaters. Did it say it was going to theaters? Uh, no, it's going to be going to digital on December fourth, and then uh, it'll be on Blu-ray uh, December eighth. Okay, so yeah, it's it. It looks like it's not going to the theater. I mean, just the quality alone. The the trailer is just it's dull. It, it's just another run of the mill horror movie. And you know, I specialize in the horror genre. In case you haven't listened to my watch alongs, and it's just. It's just bland. It's it's just it's nothing. It's just a blip on the radar. It's just another way to make money for a company. That's it. Who put it out? Lionsgate, right? Lionsgate did this one. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like their their deal. <sighs> all right, we'll get a good movie eventually, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, all right, Joey. What Nick about you, did. man? Joey, what'd you think of this trailer, dude? Um, I'm gonna agree with Ray. The trailer looked really generic. Um, not really my thing um i don't have a problem with horror i'm not i'm not aubrey and i have a problem watching horror movies but uh th- there was just nothing here for me man like real generic um it, which is sad because the quote-unquote conspiracy that makes up the true story of the smiley face killers is interesting and it's a fun dive into youtube videos or reddit threads reading about it sometimes if you're bored but the movie looks really generic um and like you said mark I, you wouldn't even know chris mcglover was in this unless it said it in the tra- in the trailer so where was he i think he's one of the the killers in a hood that you don't really see him oh okay i couldn't tell because he wasn't dancing like an asshole okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man George McFly got to eat, you know? Yeah, he wasn't sniffing <laughs> hair. Like, poor man. Well, I'm not going to really say anything about that. <laughs> We've all been in there. Yeah. 
Have we? <laughs> I was going to say. Right? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the views of Joey DiCarlo but, uh, only represent uh, Joey DiCarlo, not everyone on Soul Wizard Podcast. All right. We'll see. Um, <laughs> to reflect the views of the Gorilla Brain Podcast whatsoever. Depends on whose hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm all set with this. I'm, I'm not nominating it for the review on the show. I'm probably never going to watch it. Uh, I was interested strictly by Crispin Glover being involved because – He's a real weird dude, and it seems like he picks projects that are strange yep. or like fit in that kind of like wheelhouse. So when I saw oh. his name attached to the trailer, that's why I jumped on it. Not because of what, what the movie was about. It was just like, oh, okay, maybe there's some weird hook here. This is going to be something somewhat interesting, and the trailer didn't show any of that. So uh, that's going to be a pass for me. All right. All right. So um, we're going <laughs> to – this is where I would drop the uh, – oh, I'm afraid I got some bad news for you, but – We'll, we, I think our docket is filled for the, uh, for the rest of the year. I don't think we need to squeeze this one in there. Thank God. All right, so the next trailer is a movie called Songbird, uh, produced by Michael Bay. Uh, this one is coming out uh, 2021. It doesn't have a date yet. Uh, it's also by the producers of uh, A Quiet Place and The Purge movies. Uh, it stars Archie from uh, Riverdale and some other chick from some Disney shows, I guess. Uh, but basically, it's about... COVID-23 and uh, the lives of these people as they deal with being uh, quarantined. I don't know. It, it's a little too close to home. It looks good. It visually, it looks good. I mean, it's Michael Bay producing it. So, you know, he's got the cinematography down. But uh, what what did you think of the trailer? Let's, uh, let's start with Joey. So, it, I don't know how I feel about this trailer. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, last trailer we watched and, and honestly like the last like year of movies there's been a lot of vod stuff so like budget wise it's not there but you could tell there's money behind this like this is like a real movie yeah right it's that this michael not, bay money right this is not beckman um <laughs> like the, there's definitely money behind this it looks really good um it does look interesting but like i i feel like it's just like hashtag too soon like i i don't I'm already we're like dealing with this like every single day and I don't want to watch a movie about it. You know what I mean? Like like that's not what I'm looking for in a movie right now is a movie to tell me like, hey, you know how you really miss going places and doing things and all this stuff? Well, guess what? It's going to get worse. (laughs) I don't know if I want to watch that right now, but obviously I will for the podcast if I have to. But uh, just I don't know. I'm like, maybe if this came out five years from now and we've already had a vaccine, we're all back to doing everything like normal. Like I'd be like, Oh, okay. I'll watch that. But like, I don't even know if we're going to be back to normal when this movie comes out. I don't really want to watch this. Seriously, <laughs> It's just makes me feel like, uh, like depressed. <laughs> I don't want to fucking watch depressing ass shit movies. So, uh, again, it's a pass for me, but I know we'll be watching it for the podcast when it comes out because what the fuck else are we going to watch? <laughs> There's no fucking movies coming out ever. I don't really believe so. Um, yeah, I guess I guess slightly interested, but slightly put off. I guess would be my reaction to this trailer. All right, all right. Hey, Bid Ray, what about you, man? How you feel about this uh, Songbird trailer? Hollywood has always had this thing to where they it's never too soon for Hollywood, right? Like think about World Trade Center. Think about uh, what was that United Flight movie? Uh, whatever it was. Pardon my non-patriotism. United ninety uh, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those movies came out very soon after 9-11. Like, as soon as a tragedy happens, Hollywood sees dollar signs. And it's it's sickening to me. 
But at the same time, I could see why they're doing doing it. They're trying to capitalize on the fear and the hysteria. I get it. Um, I do not like the fact that they use a Bob Marley song, Three Little Birds, <laughs> in that slow, depressing tone. Okay, Bob Marley would be rolling in his grave if he knew that this his songs were associated with this horseshit. Honestly, you think about Bob Marley and his legacy. Do you really think that he would want that? I mean, it's like, you know, John put John put a John Lennon song in there. It's the same thing. It, I hate it. I hate the trailer. I it just it looks like it's shot like this could have been a purge sequel. And you yes. can tell that the people that worked on the purge are totally balls deep in this movie. I mean, even the the doorbell, the door cam or you know, the little door hole, little, you know, eye hole, the yeah. peak, whatever you want to call it. They, they had the camera through there. Like, it, they did that in The Purge. This is totally a Purge movie. Michael Bay might be assigned to this. He might be putting the money up for it, but the Purge boys and girls are the ones that are doing it, and you can totally tell it reeks of it. I am not a fan. I I hate COVID. COVID has ruined so many people's lives, not just, not just you know, going to the movies. You know, it, people are dying. People are still dying every day from it. You know, um, I've had relatives that have had it and it's just, it's depressing. It's not something that we need right now. And even pushing it back to 2021 is not enough. It's, I don't want to say it's too soon, but I I understand why they're doing it and I hate it, but I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. It's just, it's too soon, but I understand. I I just, it's, it's a very weird parallel for me. I totally get it too, man. I don't want to see, uh, two hour movie about COVID when I can just wake up and live a 24 hour movie about COVID. I don't need it. Uh... <laughs> right. And, and, and the, and the trailer, are you dating Archie in this, uh, in this 24 hour movie? Cause in, the, in, the, in these two trailers that we've watched, everybody is just way too pretty. Like this, this is supposed to be like a horror movie or a suspense movie for this one, but everybody's just way too pretty. You've seen people in COVID? Where, where's the extra weight? It's not realistic enough for me. Sorry, boys. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice that no one was wearing a mask either. I'm like, it's yeah, in the future. Come on. You can't, you can't cover up those pretty faces, though, now that you mention it. I can, now, I can, now I get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because COVID-23 has evolved. <laughs> you know, Fuck be- COVID-19. We're at 23. <laughs> we are quadruple fucked. So yeah, if it, if it was like a maybe if there was like a message, some type of uh, positive reinforcement of a uh, of that we're gonna get to it, get through this in like a positive way, maybe that would be cool. But making a making it a, a suspenseful horror movie, it's it's I don't know. That's now's not the time, not the time. All right, all right. So um, so yeah, so that's it for the trailers. I did wanted to, I did want to ask your opinion on. I know we're, we're going to be doing a whole season of Mandalorian on Disney Plus, uh, but they did drop the first episode, and I just wanted to get your guys' uh, just quick opinions about what you thought of the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Let's start with our guest, 8-Bit Ray. What would you think about that first episode, dude? I, uh, I kind of want to b- agree with uh, Fans on Patrol. If you haven't gone to listen to their episode, uh, their, their most recent episode, hey, I got to plug everybody. I love everybody. In I the don't GM. mind the plug, but... Not that take. No, 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 not the take. But I mean, like how it how it's a standalone episode. That's kind of how I felt about it too. Like I wanted everything to pick up from where it was at the end of the last season, and it kind of avoided that. And I don't know. It's just I know things are going to pick up, and I know it's going to be great. And it was great seeing uh, uh, what's his face from Scream Two. I can't think of it. What's his name? Oh, Timothy Oliphant. 
Ah, that's the one. Mr. Elephant Man himself, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was nice seeing him. But uh, other than that, I mean, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't nothing to write home about. But I know that the season's going to be great, and I can't wait to go on that ride. All right. All right, Joey, what about you, man? What would you think of the, of the episode? I feel like I'm living in uh, crazy town right now between what Ray just said and listening to fans on patrol this past weekend. Um, I thought this episode was phenomenal. This is almost exactly what I want from the show. Uh, I love, love these episodes where it's the Mandalorian and baby Yoda, excuse me, the the Mandalorian and the child Mm -hmm. show up to random things that are very deep EU lore um, and interact with them and then move along. Like, I love that. The everything about this episode was fucking awesome from, you know, showing up and finding random, uh, extremely deep lore EU guy wearing Boba Fett's armor to a great dragon to uh, the Tuscan Raiders. uh, Knights of the Old Republic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, So I I enjoyed it. I really thought it was great. And it's nice to have a TV show that's not like completely up its own ass with mythology for the show. Like you can just watch a random episode of the Mandalorian and it doesn't have to be, Oh man, well it's season two and I didn't watch season one. So I'm not going to know what's going on. You know, I, I appreciate that. It's not something I want from every single show, but I really do enjoy this series and these characters in that kind of situation where they would, um, just be, randomly going into different adventures and things like that. So uh, that's, that's me. I really, 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 really liked this episode. It was like a hundred out of 10 for me. It wasn't Boba Fett. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, no, no, (laughs) it could have been anybody. There's a a ton of people based off that uh, template. So Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I actually really loved it. I thought the episode was amazing. Um, But I, the thing that, does kind of irk me about it, and it has nothing to do with the episode itself. Is that when 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 Rise of Skywalker came out, everyone just boohooed it about all of the fan service that it that it gave out, and I didn't care. I loved the fan service, and then you get to the Mandalorian, and it's so fan servicey. There's just a ton of it. Special appearance by R five D four. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but people like lo- they love that shit. So I think it's it's weird that that we live in a world where a movie gives you fan service and everybody hates it, but a TV show gives you almost the exact same fan service, and people are like, "Oh yeah, give me more, give me more." But um, well, yeah. that's because a lot of people, Rise of Skywalker had a bad stigma going into it anyway. Mandalorian has been nothing but positive praise the entire time, and ever since Last Jedi, everybody's been shitting on Star Wars movies, so it had an uphill climb. So the fan service was nice, but it felt like it was too much. This is giving us a little bit here and there. This wasn't a whole thing just filled with, hey, here's the Millennium Falcon. Here's every goddamn starship that's ever been in Star Wars. Here you go, boys. Hey, look, Wedge for five seconds. Come on. I get it. It's It was way over the top, but the Mandalorian is subtle about it. Please don't open that door. Please don't open that door. I just want to say I I that's the way I felt about watching a Mandalorian. I mean I did I loved the show, but yeah, it was like, hey kids, remember this when you were a kid? Remember this character? Remember this droid? Remember this creature? I'm like, uh Yeah, I, I love it, but where's where's the where's the love for Skywalker that did the same thing? But that's just my own little personal pick. Um I can't wait to till we get to the end of the season. 
and we review the whole thing, see how how the whole thing shakes up. But uh, yeah, I think they're off to a really good start. Uh, the child is uh, is just as adorable as ever, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm really hoping we can get some uh, solo colon a Star Wars story uh, stuff mixed in here with Mandalorian. Yes, please give us a Ron Howard episode. That'd be fantastic. I'd take it. Give me Amelia Clark showing up. <laughs> I, I bet her hair smells great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the news for this week. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk all about the craft legacy. I'm Mache. I'm Quintel. And we are Ghost, Ghost Readers. Readers. So who are we exactly? Well, we are a husband and wife dynamic duo whose sole purpose... Why are you knocking on the door? I told you mommy and daddy were doing something. Whose sole purpose is to allow the black author to bring the voice in their head... Just do... Figure it out on your own. Bring the voice in their head to life and add soul to their words. (laughs) I'm coming down there. This is so unprofessional. Oh, hey, don't forget to tell them where they can find the show. You can find the show everywhere you get your podcasts. Ghost Readers Podcast. I told them. All right, we are back, guys. We had our chance to all watch The Craft Legacy, the reboot quote to the 1990s classic, cult classic teen movie, The Craft. We all had a chance to watch it. We're going to go non-spoiler to start with our review. Then Mark Ellis will play the drop, delineating spoilers in case you hadn't seen it. 1999 on demand across a million different platforms. The Craft Legacy. Let's start with 8-Bit Ray. What did you think of The Craft Legacy? I watched this film (laughs) at 2.30 in the morning preparing for this show. And uh, I hate you. (laughs) That's all I have. Okay, so here it is. Okay, non-spoilers. Um, the craft legacy, the crap legacy, had no legacy at all. There you go. Um, there didn't was, have a legacy to stand on. It did not have a legacy to stand on. Not one bit. This movie felt like it was demasculating men the entire film. If you had a dick, you were the enemy in this film. It really felt it. Even the soundtrack had not one male artist. Did anyone else notice that? Yeah. Alanis Morissette. And there was uh, another song that I can't remember from the 90s that was in there. And every artist was a woman. It's just like, you know, and I'm all for empowering females. You know, I'm all about it. This wasn't like uh, Captain Marvel level girl power, but it was up there. And uh, yeah, it just, the witchcraft was stupid. I mean, (laughs) it was way over the top. How she suddenly became Carrie out of nowhere, you know, they didn't. They never even stated that she was a natural witch like they did in the original. Um, it's just, uh, if it, it's just not for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I really tried. I went into it with an open mind. I'm like, I'm not gonna live up to my stigma because I have this stigma in the GWA to where they call me hate bit Ray because I seem to hate every goddamn thing that's out there. I'm going in with a positive attitude. I'm gonna show Joey and Mark. I'm gonna show those guys, man. Wrong. <laughs> they right. gave me they gave me a plate of shit and shoveled it into my face Freddy Krueger style <laughs> all right all right Mark Ellis how about you uh yeah as I mentioned before I had not seen the original one 
somehow, yeah, somehow I, I had avoided it my my whole uh, 90s life. So I did watch that uh, to get ready for this one. Oh, thank God. And uh, yeah, this movie, you know, I, I somewhat agree with Ray. I'm all about a movie that has um, strong female empowerment because, you know, it's, you can, you can watch, you can pull almost any DVD off of, off of my shelf and it's all about, you know, cool guys doing cool shit. So, you know, something for the girls, that's fine. But yeah, this movie isn't good. This movie is a good, it feels like it was a three hour movie and they chopped off like maybe half of it and only left in like certain parts, but never connected to the other parts. So, um, yeah, this movie is, uh, technically good. It's in focus, but uh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, you can also, depending on what shelf you pick off, uh, the DVDs from in my house, um, you might get some all female films. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lesbian babysitter seven colon strap on specialists is a really yeah, good one. That's where I was going to go with it. You borrowed that from me. I'd like it back now, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. This movie's not good. <laughs> I have not watched. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago when we watched the trailer to this. I had, I have not watched the, the craft since I saw it in the movie theater 24 wow. years ago. And that's nothing against the movie. I just, I mean, I liked it when I saw it, but it's just, I don't know, I just never saw it again. Um, but I remember really liking it. And this movie does not live up to that in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> no, like the girls don't even have the camaraderie that the other ones had. Like they had no chemistry in, in any scene whatsoever. Right. And it's like they're really trying to force it. And we'll really get, hard. We'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, it's tough because, you know, a lot of this movie feels like it's cloaking itself in I'm trying to not get myself in trouble here. Uh, it's it's cloaking itself in very popular social justice issues without earning it strictly to make it so you can't criticize the movie. <laughs> very. That's much. that's how I felt about this movie. It, it never earned any of those things it was trying to do. And then the actual movie about the craft is shit. So <laughs> you're left with a shit sandwich. Like there's, there's uh, 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 just, it's not very good, but there's no way to really talk about this without spoiling it. So let's jump into spoilers. Markellis play the drop. If you haven't seen the craft legacy, we're going to spoil it. So go watch it and come back. Otherwise, here we go. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, so we're going to start with things we liked about the movie. I know it doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot, but Markellis, what are some things you liked about this movie? Uh, it was in focus. Uh, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> the script sure as fuck wasn't focused. Jesus. It was all over the place, Mark. It was all over the place, man. I couldn't get around that. Like, who wrote this? Was it an eight-year-old with a fucking crayon? It blows my mind that this actually got made and it's based off of the name the craft that's how no one is gonna go on their on their um on their fire stick or their amazon or whatever and go oh the craft legacy i never heard of that i would like to watch this no one that watched this trailer is gonna watch this horse shit <laughs> unless you watch the original craft you aren't checking this out this, yep. is, uh, this is take it from here boys i'm getting fired up <laughs> i did enjoy like the I enjoyed the fact that they really wanted to make a updated version of the craft. I mean, like 
after watching the original one, you know, it's the the four girls and then eventually the three girls turn against the one. So, you know, it's girls going against each other. And I like the fact that they wanted to do this one and have it be more girl empowerment, girl teaming together to fight the evil sorcerer. So I appreciate the ideas. I appreciate that they threw those in there. But you can put all those ideas in there. You need a good story. You need a solid story that goes from point A to point B. Um, you know, you can diverge a little bit, but no matter what you sprinkle on top of it, it has to be a satisfying movie. And this one, if you take away all of the themes and all of the little subplots that they tease but didn't really follow up on, if you take all of that away and just have it be a witchcraft movie, it fucking sucks. It makes no sense <laughs> at all. And you get to the big showdown at the end and you're like, what? Who gives a shit? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie is, I'm sorry. I, I somehow just, I wound up into the shit I didn't like. Um, it's, it's, uh, it reminded me of, there was like a sequel to the Carrie movie, like Carrie to the rage that like came yeah, out straight sure. to DVD. Yeah. This reminded me of that. Something like that. Something that you would see on Freeform or ABC family. And then that'd be it. It'd be gone. So, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's all, it's all. Oh, I take that back. There was one line that I actually liked. Uh, there was a part where the, um, in the beginning of the movie, the main girl like gets her period and there's like, you know, blood in the classroom on the floor. And then like somewhere at the end of the movie, when she's going into a party and this girl goes, Hey, you know what type of movies I love? Period movies. And for some reason, that joke cracked me up. <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, the, I laughed uh, like the, ten minutes. The period thing, though. Oh my god! Did, like, did she get shot? <laughs> like, it was so much. Like, I've never seen a woman bleed through that much. Like, was it so much girl power that I, she just bled double much? It's, Not touching that with a ten foot pole. It's it's written by a woman, <laughs> directed by a woman, stars women. I'm gonna if that's the way they want to portray it, I'm just gonna take their word for it because I am. It's not. It's not even close to my life at this moment. So um, that's fine. <laughs> totally fine. But yeah, those are the things I liked. I liked that one joke. I thought it was really fun. All right, Ray. How about you now? Keep it to things that you liked about the movie. All right, give me another hour. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, things that I did like, I did appreciate David Duchovny taking a paycheck. I, you know, he's coming in. He's looking ripped, but his face is looking old, yeah. you know. Uh, he looks, you know, remember Pinhead from Puppet Master? He kind of looks like that now, where he's got like the big body, but he's got a, like an old tiny head. That's kind of how Duchovny's looking these days. And uh, I'm sure Tiff Obad's probably laughing her ass off. He's like, fuck X-Files. But anyway, um, so Duchovny in the movie, awesome. I thought he did an okay job for what he was given. Okay, that's fine. Um, I did appreciate the one line that they brought back from the original craft, which was, we are the weirdos, mister. I was like, ha I know that line. Uh <laughs> There is not a whole lot to like about this movie. Um, and I almost, I almost did a mark and just went into the negative because it, it kind of drives that way. It's a downward slope. You start positive and then you just yeah, yep. go straight down. Um, I was trying to think of other things that I actually liked about this film. It, it's, it's a very short list. I can count it on one hand. And I'm, I got three more fingers to go here. So Duchovny taking a paycheck and that one line. Uh, uh, Joey, what did you like about this movie? <laughs> um, not a whole heck of a lot. Um, so sadly, it's not bad enough to be funny bad, but it's not good enough to be a good movie. Um, just things I liked about it. Uh, I thought the jock guy that they cast a spell on mm. 
when he came out as bisexual to them, that was probably like the best scene in the movie. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Well, uh, yeah, it was out of nowhere, but still, it was like this. All right, something interesting is happening, <laughs> and it's well acted, and we're learning about a character. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like it, it started off with the mom gave him the necklace, you know, and stuff like that. But then it somehow devolved into I wear it because I'm bisexual. Oh, so it has nothing to do with your mom. It's because you're bisexual, a, a comfort blanket for you. Well, regardless. That's at least they took one of the characters and tried to give them a backstory and to have something interesting about them. Um, don't worry because he then gets killed off camera like five minutes later. So. Yeah, he comes back. He comes back in a Ouija board. Damn it! Oh my they God. killed me. <laughs> Who is this? Timmy or was it Jimmy? Timmy. It was Timmy, right? Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I that I that scene was actually I thought was really well done and the idea behind it was cool. I really liked the subplot and the idea of it, but it didn't fucking go anywhere. So we'll get into that again. Get in a negative again. Um, See, it's a downward slope, man. This is. movie just brings the negativity the to the surface, man. Lead actress uh, was good. Um, she's cute, and I, her haircut reminded me of girls from uh, hardcore shows when I was in high school that we would all have crushes on. Um, David Duchovny sleepwalking, literally, like you could see his brain like cashing the check <laughs> from this movie as he's acting. Yeah, the movie was pretty funny, and uh, that's about it. That's that is all I have for positives in this movie. Uh, we're gonna have to jump into negatives. So, Markellis. What are some things he didn't like about the craft legacy? This movie cost $20 to rent and $25 to buy. You might as well just <laughs> take your wallet and set it on fire. I was so mad. I was so mad. Not are as mad as you embrace. Are you ready to embrace the fire stick revolution? Markel? No, <laughs> still, please, Markel, still, please. still not to that point. Again, a pirate's the, life is a wonderful life, brother. The last time I, indulge in the uh the internet provides mentality uh i was gone from the next week's episode because my computer was like fuck that <laughs> so i i learned my lesson i don't mind i don't mind paying for paying for movies that i want to see you know i don't i don't mind supporting you know independent filmmakers cuz you know movies are it's a weird it's a weird time right now and i don't mind supporting but jesus 20 bucks for this it is not even close to being worth it. I did not like that. Um, well, well, that's a, that's the thing too, Mark. Is that it wasn't an independent movie. This is Blumhouse. They got millions upon millions. So this is this is nothing new. This is nothing cheaply made. They put actual money into this. This isn't Slumber Party Massacre. Okay, this is <laughs> the Craft Legacy. Oh, yeah, my ass. <laughs> But there's always, I mean, you can go to Redbox and there's always movies that are coming out that week. Not maybe great ones, not fantastic ones, but there's something. It's not costing you 20 bucks to watch that. So yeah, I still think that price point is way too high. Uh, and I did not like all of the way that, I didn't like the way that they set up these different little plot points and then just completely fucking ignored it. Like, you know, yep. they, they did show, they did have the guy who, you know, came out as bisexual. And, and yeah, and that guy was a really good actor. He did a really good job with that scene. Mm -hmm. But you would expect, okay, so what's the ramifications of that between him and the older brother that he supposedly hooked up with? And I couldn't get the brothers straight at all either. For some reason, I just, I couldn't like pinpoint which one was which. There's a little kid that like sat out in a yard by himself. And why? Yeah. 
they they never go back to that. Uh, supposedly, exactly. David Duchovny was a warlock at some point, yep. and <laughs> he wanted her power. And I mean, when you watch the trailer, they show the girl from the original movie. They show that her. They show that she's looking at a Polaroid picture of the girl from the original movie. So you know from the trailer, it's connected to the first movie. Right, it's Nancy. It's a uh, Fariza Balk. Mm-hmm. He's still mm-hmm. my heart. <sighs> so, but then, but that scene is nowhere in the movie. That scene of her holding a Polaroid. So when we get to Nancy, we're supposed to be shocked, and they don't even really make it clear that it's Nancy. They just show a a lady with strangly hair in a mental institution. So the oh God, everything. Pretty much, there's nothing really solid about this movie. The fight at the end was stupid. You were right. They don't have any chemistry at all. They One of the things I liked about the original craft is that each character had their own little story that they were going through, like their own little mini subplot that they were going through. And that kind of turned on them at the end. You don't really get a sense of any of these girls' lives outside of them wanting to be witches. And you don't even know why they want to be witches. I don't know. It, it seems like they're just cashing in on, on a name did a horrible job and i hate to say that because you know i'm all about women empowerment and you know woman writer woman director i want to give her all of the points but man it's got to be a, at least a somewhat decent movie in there somewhere um but yeah. <laughs> well, they can't they can't all be jennifer's body sorry <laughs> good point that's a good point so yeah mm-hmm. I, I think this movie's awful i i would say don't spend 20 five dollars to buy it don't spend twenty dollars to rent it if it comes on Redbox. Maybe spend two bucks for it. Otherwise, just wait until it's on Hulu, which it will be in like five minutes. Because <laughs> this movie is awful. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Uh, Ray, how about you with things you didn't oh like God. about the movie? I, I have been stewing since I watched this last night. And I actually have a nice little uh, note list here. Mm. All right. So, positive. Like I stated before, I appreciated the, Alan- the Alanis Morissette sing-along. I also have one hand in my pocket. But it's a lot more entertaining than this film. All right. So uh, the celebration of the heavy flow was disgusting. That was what the fuck. Uh, it's like she got stabbed. It was awful. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, also uh, another stupid thing that I noticed. Um, um, when <laughs> I hate the girls from the opening 30 seconds of the damn movie. Jersey Shore bitch just annoys the fuck out of me. Like, I can't stand her voice. Like, I want to smash my head through a through a goddamn brick wall just to get away from the sound of her voice. I hate her. I hate her face. I hate her voice. I hated everything about her. Uh, uh, when she's walking through the school, okay, now keep in mind, she's, uh, it's never stated she's a natural witch or anything like that. You know, twist ending. <laughs> her mother is Nancy. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... It, it, they hinted around that her mother, her mother, her mother. Okay. But that's in the second half of the film. So she's discovering she has these powers. She's launching motherfuckers in the, lo- in the lockers and she's going to detention and all this. Okay. So you launch a motherfucker. If I were to psychically launch somebody into a locker in front of a crowd of people, I'd get a little bit more than detention. I would have the government up my ass trying to figure <laughs> out what makes me a telekinetic person. Am I wrong? No. It just annoys me. Detention. And you didn't even see the guy say detention. Who saw her do it? Just, just, uh, so disjointed of a movie. Uh, the masturbation spell uh, was a little... <laughs> uh, 
she pretty much like she straight up Joey DeCarlo this shit. She grabbed Whoa. the sweater <laughs> and just shoved it into her, put her hand in her pants and just started going to town. That must and be a hell started. of a warlock, let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, he comes in there and you know he's all about it now, and it just it was very odd. Like it didn't need to be in there. I, I think that was just the. To give the fourteen-year-olds a semi, I, I, I think that's what it was. Um, uh, another thing that really bothered me was that the girls, the the whole crew, like they went through all this trouble to find their fourth. That in the first thirty seconds of the film, they're like, "We need to find a fourth. We can't do magic for shit because we can't find a fourth. So then they finally find a fourth, and and then there's a you know a little training montage. You know, cue the Rocky music. You know, they're doing all these spells and light as a feather, stiff as a board, and shit like that from the original and all that. It's great. And then they turn on her at the drop of a damn dime. Like, no, 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 no. You, you misused your powers, bitch. You know, you, we're, we're not doing magic anymore. We're binding ourselves from using magic. Why? Because she fucked up one time? She just got into witchcraft three days ago. <laughs> and you're going to give her shit. It's so stupid. So fucking stupid. Um, you know, the, the, the uh, weirdos, Mr. We're, we're, you know, we're the weirdos, Mr. You know, that was nice. Nice little callback. Um, Oh, and uh, when David Duchovny um, got killed, you know, <laughs> by the female Avengers, because uh, that's what it felt like at the very end there. Uh, really felt like they were really taking it to Thanos. No one asked questions. <laughs> okay, now this guy is a motivational speaker slash psychiatrist slash cult leader, which means that he has some kind of physical presence in the world. People are going to notice he's gone. His kids are going to notice he's gone. People in his little cult and everything, his patients, everything, they're going to notice he's gone. But no one asked where he went. It's just a big, happy ending. Makes no sense. And um, there's no after-credit scene uh, of girls eating shawarma. I was a little disappointed that the female <laughs> Avengers pulled that off. And um, you get a whopping two seconds. I timed it. Two seconds of Nancy from the original craft as her mother. What the fuck? This film is going to blow a gasket in my brain. And I don't want it. Because my insurance doesn't cover bullshit. So, I'm going to turn the show back to you guys. Thank you for letting me vent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I definitely had issues with this movie as well. Um, Right off the bat, um, like you mentioned, Mark Ellis, in the first craft... Each girl had their own little story that then tied back into the main story. The girls in this movie don't have no one in this movie really has any any story at all. Um, no backstory. Um, I was dying. I literally almost fell on my chair laughing when one of the girls in the coven is trans and she goes, but huh. she practically goes, by the way, I'm trans. <laughs> and that was like it, it reminded me of the room when uh, her mom's like. I got the test back and I have cancer and no one talks about it for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, it was just like, okay, like that's an interesting angle to go at. Cause um, they're transgender, but they're in a coven that's like women empowerment. So like, how does that work? Like what, what, how does that make them feel like what, blah, blah, blah. Nope. nope. It's one line in the movie and we never talk about it again. Um, same thing with the, uh, and I, I apologize. I don't remember the characters names, the black girl, um, starts talking about like, Oh, how, how she feels about when they're playing the truth or dare game. She like comes out with these really interesting things about how she feels and it's never addressed ever again. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's knock off Rachel true. 
Yeah. Um, Great Value Rachel True brings out some interesting mm-hmm. topics that could be explored and they're never talked about again. Same thing, like I said earlier, with the guy comes out as bisexual and he dies off screen five minutes later. Like anytime something is brought up that seems like it would be an interesting angle to look at, it completely gets thrown off to the side and never touched again, which was really frustrating. Um, I again, I feel weird like bringing up some of these topics, but it's supposed to be a female empowerment movie. I get it, but man, do they shit on guys? Oh, yeah, <laughs> throughout oh, this movie. Yeah. Um, Especially because up until David Duchovny is revealed as a warlock, um, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. But why is it okay to have a group of women as witches uh, for their for female empowerment, but you can't have a group of guys meeting in their living room for male empowerment? Like, why is that? Why was that shown as a bad thing up front? Like, I didn't understand that at all. And then um, it, there was just so much like it felt like Tumblr the movie at times. Uh, it reminded me a lot of talking to some of my younger coworkers at my second job, just because how like stupid annoying they are with some of that shit. Um, and it just, it, it, but it was never explored enough. Like, like nothing was ever explored enough in this movie. Like it, it just felt like they had a lot of ideas. They threw, like they had written a bunch of stuff down on note cards. Like one of the girls is trans. One of the, one of the guys is a warlock. One of the guys is bisexual, blah, blah, blah. And then they just threw him on the floor and kind of just was like, okay, there we go. They never really made a movie out of it. Um, I don't understand why it wasn't explored either. Well, why was it bad that she cast a spell to make him love her, but it was okay for them to cast a spell to completely change his personality? I think they brought that up. They said, how is that fair? I think they actually did address that. Yeah, but then it gets thrown off to the side right away. They're like, well, like everything, like everything else in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, they're, they're, like, uh, they're a team of, they're a team of four and they're supposed to do all things together. And she just kind of, not that, I, not that I'm defending this movie at all, but she decided that she wanted to take matters into her own hands. And that's, right. that was the, that was the difference. I mean, I, I get it, but the, the idea is like, so if they had all gotten, all four of them had gotten together and forced him to fall in love with her, that would have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the logic doesn't really make sense there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I never got, I, I never even felt like the line at the end where they said, we are the weirdos, like was earned because in the first movie they are weirdos. Like they are mm-hmm. outcast at school. I never got that vibe from them in this movie. Um, I never got the vibe when they were in school that they were that big of outcasts. I know every now and then like somebody would make a crack at them or blah, blah, blah. But it, 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 there wasn't enough to make me feel like they were the outcast kids. Damn it, Joey. They ate alone in the cafeteria. Just, it, you know what? It just wasn't there, man. And it, it, I just feel like this movie wants to do so much and it never does anything. So it, it's the equivalent of having a list, a to-do list on the counter and then deciding to lay on the couch and watch TV all day. That's this movie. Perfect. Never, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like the end of the movie was earned in any way, shape or form. Uh, David Duchovny heel turn comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't stop laughing with uh, thinking about Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> Every time that they would be like fire, water, air, <laughs> dirt, fucking magnets. How do they work? Um, <laughs> I, 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 there's just nothing there, man. It is not good. This is not a good movie. I think that you hate this movie so much. It's now made us exhausted. Like, uh, like I feel like I've just run a marathon and all I've been doing is sitting here talking about the craft legacy. Right. It just, nothing in the movie feels earned. And that's really the problem for me. The the original movie was so much better. 
and that's not fair to compare it to like a quote unquote cult classic, but you know, it is what it is. Like you called it the craft legacy. You didn't call it like witches of in high school. So, right. Sorry, fam. Um, I guess that's we'll, because, that's because they already released the witches. They remade the witches. So, you know, we got to call it the craft. Can't call it witches. Right. So let's wrap it up before we tap it up and let's get a score out of five. Zero being the worst, five being the best. What do you got for the craft legacy 8-bit Ray? One. Okay. One. I'm giving it a one. And I'm what, giving it a one. Basically, what David, got you the one? David fucking Duchovny. That's it. Nothing about this film is redeemable to even uh, even get close to a two. Now, I... Uh, Someone's going to have to ask Aubrey how she feels about this because I'm dying to know. But <laughs> I have a feeling she didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It's horror. I don't watch horror. But uh, no, just just the one. David Duchovny is not enough to save this movie, but I like seeing him because it just makes me think of Californication and it takes me back to a good place. So there you go. Californication has now helped the craft legacy get a one out of five. I thought you were a big Red Shoe Diaries fan. Um, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, the more I think about this movie, the angrier I get. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my original score. Yes. It's 1.5. Good. Let the hate flow through you, Mark. <laughs> All right. I am going to give it a 1 out of 5. I will go half a star for the lead actress's cute haircut and half a star for David Duchovny's sleepwalking for a paycheck through a movie one star for the craft legacy. I don't want a sequel under any circumstances. Uh, either of you guys, it, would you either of you guys come back for the craft three with uh Fruza bulk back? No, no, I, I think the craft was a one and done movie. And I think that what Blumhouse does is almost disrespectful to the horror genre. Like they'll take Candyman, They'll take all these established things, uh, franchises and just, remold them in the modern day uh, and the I, Candyman remake looks pretty awesome though <sighs> we'll see how the movie plays out but the trailers certainly look a lot better than this <laughs> I like their original works what, what was it the hunt the hunt was great and um, get out I think was another one but then they just started this this you know we're just going to pick up these old horror franchises and just redo them just doesn't make any sense to me, but money, man, nostalgia is money right now, especially in a pandemic. People want those good feelings. And I think that's why they made the craft legacy. They didn't give a shit when they made it. They're just seeing dollar signs in their eyes. You know, everybody wants that nostalgia, man. They want to feel it. They want to feel good. And this is the way to do it. This is how you capitalize. This is pure Hollywood. <laughs> Mark Ellis, will you be back for the craft three? I. Uh... Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> sucker. Because oh, I, I did read an interview with the director, and she talked about her plans for her the next one. Uh, which, what? by the way, I know it's never going to happen because this movie is garbage. But um, I like the fact that she thought ahead and she is planning out um, the next chapter of the Craft Legacy, uh, featuring oh, Feruza Bulk. Uh, we're never going to see it, but yeah, I'll check it out. I, I'm not checking it out for twenty bucks though. Fuck that. That would that would be the one that would that would get, probably get me over to the fire stick. Okay, <laughs> so since Mark won't download anything or you know let the internet provide, I will send him a flash drive with the movie on there, and all he's got to do is just pop it in, and when he's done with it, erase it. 
Okay. If the craft three comes out, I'll be back. <laughs> Perfect. The craft, we will, we will never see the craft three. I guarantee it. Yeah, we'll, we'll never well, since see this again. is my last episode. I <laughs> thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I would not come back for the craft three. I, I can look at pictures of Fruza bulk online and, and enjoy them and not have to watch a shitty movie. So no craft three for me, but let's finish it. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Now, normally we do recommendations in this place, but this week uh, with the passing of Sean Connery, the absolute legendary actor, I decided we do a quick top three Sean Connery movies. Go rape it. Right. Dr. No from Russia with love Goldfinger. I'm a big, big bond fan. So it, it's going to be all three of those back to back to back, baby. All right. Markellis. Yeah, I was not a James Bond fan, so I couldn't pick any of the Bond films, but I will pick a number three, The Rock, which I love. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Number one, one of my all-time favorite movies, hands down, The Untouchables. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> I do love that. I, I actually do love that movie, too, uh, but not as much as oh. I love The Untouchables. Uh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite Sean Connery performance ever. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would, would have been number four, honorable mention. <laughs> But no one said the hunt for Red October. Never saw it. That's wow. probably I saw it in the movie theater. All right. Um, I will go at number three, Dragonheart. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Joey. I'm uh, feeling that. I get, well, before I actually, I should have said before I jump into my list. Sorry, Ray. I hate James Bond movies. So you're not going to see hear a single one on my list. Um, Boo this man. <laughs> Down drop Mark Ellis immediately. Boo this man! Thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay, so number three, Dragonheart. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And number one, here we are. Born to be kings. Princes of the universe. Highlander. The best goddamn Spanish accent you've ever heard. You damn right. <laughs> so <laughs> rest in peace, Sean Connery. Thank you for years and years of enjoyment and awesome entertainment. Now we're going to finish up. Ape it Ray, tell us where we can find more of you and the Gorilla Brain podcast on the internet, God willing. But uh, no, you can catch us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, uh, like I said earlier in the episode, uh, mainly this season, I'm going to be doing watch alongs. Um, they're a lot of fun to do and, uh, I really enjoy doing them and they've been getting a really good reception. Uh, also, uh, doing the Twitch channel, as I said earlier, um, doubling up on the uh, information here, uh, gorilla brain gaming on Twitch. It's a slow start, but it's, uh, you know, it's only about you know two, three weeks old, so it's forever growing. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the podcast, I'm coming back full force, man. Um, once I wrap up everything I got to do in my personal life is, uh, you know, I'm going to be back and I'm going to be on a hundred different shows. So don't be surprised when I pop up on So Wizard once again when Aubrey calls out sick. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will also throw out there that you should go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple 
Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search So Is Our Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam's got some interviews that are up. More New York Comic Con 2020 coverage on the way, so check it out. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash So Is Our Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get exclusive extra episodes. This month it was the only place to hear our reviews of LX 2048 and my review of Glenn Danzig's Veronica. So check it out. And that's going to do it. That has been episode 326 of the So Wizard podcast, our review of the craft colon legacy. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been from the gorilla brain podcast, eight bit Ray on patrol. (laughs) Perfect. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Riggins. R.I.P. Sean Connery. Everybody have a great week, Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week when we review The Witches on HBO Max. Good journey.